Good morning. We remember our baptism today on March 19th. As we hear the words from Titus 3, God saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. We make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray. O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to you be all glory and honor today and every day eternally. We rise from our sleep and are reminded that one day we will rise from death because of your salvation. We make our bed and remember that you make all things new. Amen. We confess our faith using the explanation of the second, or the third article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth, and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise up me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Our scripture reading today is Mark chapter 3. Again, Jesus entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon. When the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him, and he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him. For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. And he strictly ordered them not to make him known. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, so they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, the brother of James, to whom he gave the names Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. When he went home, then he went home, and the crowds gathered again so that they could not even eat. 
And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, He's out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He's possessed by Beelzebub, and by the prince of demons he casts out the demons. And he called them and said, and they called, and he called them to him and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, the house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder the house. Truly, truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man. And whatever blasphemies they utter, but whatever blasphemies against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. But is, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of eternal sin. For they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. And his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. As I look at this, this text and I think about what, what is Jesus trying to teach us here or what can we learn about him, um, a couple of things that jump out at me. First, at the beginning of the chapter, it, it asks this question, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? And uh, as we go through this time with the COVID-19 and the quarantines and, and uh, all the things going on, it, it seems to me that it's a good reminder that since the kingdom of God has come and we have the kingdom of God within us, that's this faith in Jesus, that this desire to do good in the world, to bless and to help our neighbors is something that, that is extremely uh, important as we, uh, as we continue forward and we, we consider how uh, we bring hope to the, the people who are living around us. And then this last bit about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Uh, as a pastor, I've probably been asked about this more than just about anything. Uh, and uh, this blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is it's ultimately refusing the faith that the Holy Spirit offers us. So a lot of times Christians will be fearful and wonder, have they blasphemed the Spirit and, and committed this unforgivable sin? Uh, what it says here in Mark is that Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness because the only way to get that forgiveness is to receive it by faith, the faith that the Holy Spirit gives in Jesus who died and rose for us. We pray. The prayer is uh, for uh, spouse, parents, family, and friends. I encourage you to pray specifically for your own family and your own spouse if you're married. Um, and we'll even pray for our enemies. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for the relationships that we have in our lives. And we pray that you would bless those who are married 
and that the, the love between husband and wife would be strong and the, the commitment to uh, walk through for better or worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, um, that the commitment would be strong during this time. We pray for those who are single as well, that they would have the relationships around them that, that support them and bless them. And that, that singleness allows them to be a blessing even to others. We pray for parents as they raise children. We, raise, we pray for parents who have raised their children and now find themselves in a different place in their, their lives. We ask that you would bless families, that you would be with friends, and that you would use them to support one another in this, this difficult time. And Father, we even pray for our enemies. And we ask that you would be at work in their lives to draw them to faith and to help us to be reconciled with them so that they would no longer be our enemies, but they would become our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we pray as Jesus teaches us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Second Thessalonians 2. Hopefully I'll be back with recording this evening. If not, the, uh, the text will be posted. God be with you.